3: I'm Sheila Shoiga and welcome to Ready To Be Real Conversations, the podcast series where I chat to people of all walks of life. Some names you'll recognize, others you might not, but my hope is that these conversations will at times inspire, challenge, educate, comfort, or simply entertain you. In this episode, I catch up with Brian and
2: Arthur on the release of their book,
3: Modern Family.
2: And then the same person called Arthur back 10 minutes later Arthur was crying on the couch. I think I was sitting on the floor and I'd rang my sister Valerie, and she basically told Arthur he had super sperm. <laughs> she said the average is <laughs> sorry like, for laughing. No, but this, tr- love, but this but is I the know, truth. But this is the truth. You have to say the average is like eight million. He had a hundred million, <laughs> and I'm there, literally cobwebs, dust everywhere, and I'm like, oh my god! Of course he's super sperm. Look at his genetics, like. Look at the way he dances, of course. And like, I'm crying, snot, thinking I'm genetic disorder. I've got like five years to live in my mind. I'm panicking. But Arthur's got super sperm.
3: We sat down a few weeks ago on the 4th of October, and this is by far the most emotional and vulnerable they have both been in any conversation I've ever heard with them, as their book reveals more than they ever have before, including Arthur's childhood and being a refugee, and the difficult news they received on their path to parenthood. And we also pick up where we left off the last time we spoke, as they talk us through the day that Blake was born and life now as father's. Prepare to laugh and to cry. Here it is.
4: Brian and Arthur, we're back.
2: The, trilogy. I the know. trilogy, the trilogy, the third act. Yet the final act, some would say. Yes.
5: Yeah, <laughs> well, well, for, maybe for this. Yes. This is the
2: finale for you. Yeah. Yes.
5: Oh, I'm gonna miss you, Sheila. Well, I mean,
4: we shouldn't say never no, say never. never. Never say never. No,
2: because when I leave Arthur and remarry, Listen, I'll
5: have to come back <laughs> and talk to you about my new life, starting well, again at fifty. The finish, like you know, when you're watching a movie and there's an open door, something can happen. So that's how we're living.
4: Um, it's never say never. You're right. Yes, but congrats on the book. Thank you. Thank you. This is a very exciting time. So let's give it the title. It's Modern Family, Births, Marriages, Deaths and Everything in Between. And you don't hold back.
2: No. no. we. I've been asked through, you know, being on Big Brother back in the day, which is back on television as well. It's all happening no. in October. I thought I was
4: seeing things, Brian, when I saw it. It's back.
2: Yeah, it's it's like... back. So I've been asked for years and not in a cocky way, but there's always been interest in being on a show that's so successful like Big Brother and then still working in the industry so I've always asked, and I've always I'm too young, I'm too young. At 25, how do you write an autobiography yeah. when you're single? And I always wanted to get married and have children. So then it, it just kind of happened at the right time when we were approached by Gil to sit down, write a book, and do something together. Because Arthur's background in his life is way more interesting, mm-hmm. actually, than mine. I had a pretty easy life compared to Arthur. And I think you
5: guessed on Ryan Turbide's radio show. Maybe two, maybe two years ago in your first season of Doctor Actually, I will never forget it. It was like 10th of January, 2022, straight after, well, straight after Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. And he told me, I can see a book with your life.
3: Okay. I okay, mean, okay. he probably
5: predicted it. But yeah. Like, yeah, I was like, yeah, I've never been approached to do a book, but I've been approached to do movies. Like about my refugee life, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, have you know you? Wow, oh, sorry, yeah. I love the way I get offered a book, and he gets offered a fucking movie.
2: Like seriously, can you like? I mean, see, I, can I just say this I is what I live blog. with? Yeah, raise I raise you, Al Pacino movie,
5: Robert De Niro. Sorry,
2: Robert De Niro is playing <laughs> Arthur.
5: Okay. No, because when I was living in London, I never wanted people to have, but you know, sample for me things like that, and uh, they said, "Oh my God, your life is so mesmerizing. It's so mm. incredible what you've done." I see a movie. Two, three people told me that before. Never a book, because I was like, what am I going to write? I will never write. I can't hardly speak English. But they, they said, we see a movie. So, yeah. And then what Ryan said, your story is very incredible. And it is. It's a brilliant story. You see, Here I never, you are. I never, I, never, I never spoke about this in my entire life. I'm 43, and I never wanted... When I moved to UK 2002, start my career, I never wanted people to know. Obviously, they know I was Armenian refugee, but I never wanted to know where I'm coming from. That's why I was just an Armenian who just arrived to be a dancer. So I never and why, told my story. Why do you
4: think that was
5: because I didn't want people to be feeling sorry for me? I yeah. didn't want that because I was, I left everything behind and I want to have like my own wings to fly. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, and,
4: and your vibe anyway is the opposite of being a victim. You're no. just all about positivity and embracing you. Since day one. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, because I know people who love you guys and you've got so many fans, myself included. Have and especially fans, this this particular podcast might have heard previous chats yeah. that we've had, and we've kind of done elements of your backstory, but we ha- but then in another way we haven't. So I kind of see our chat as a follow on from the last chat, which was like early last summer. You were in the third trimester, and mm-hmm. I kind of want to kind of really chat about, you know, Blake being in the world. She's one now, and she's absolutely divine. Hmm. Uh, but before we get to that. W- we do really need to talk about the, all the elements in the book. And I, I kind of don't know where to start because there is so much in it. I thought I knew a lot about you guys. Yeah.
2: But I learned so much more. Uh-oh. I have to ask you, you are the first person, apart from anyone at Gill or Arthur and I, have just consumed our life for such mm-hmm. a long time. What did you make of... The book. And I'm thinking that that surprised you perhaps about us that you thought you knew, but you didn't. Because it's true. Nobody has read the book. You're the first. Lots of pressure on you now. I'm actually nervous. (laughs) She's like, I hated it.
4: The over, the overriding feeling is, it's just, I think it's something that, that really hits you guys whenever you meet you or even for those of us who are listening, who haven't met you in person, but follow you on Instagram Mm. or whatever platform is how real you guys are and how open. Um, I found it very moving and I kind of don't want to like spoiler alert <laughs> too yeah. much for people, <laughs> but I do think it's overwhelmingly uplifting as well uh, in terms of all the challenge and all the things that have happened in your lives and... Where you're at now as fathers, yeah. Um, it's
2: we wanted it's really it, gorgeous. We wanted it to be truthful, but also not end up in court
0: yeah. <laughs> when we're talking about
2: people in <laughs> situations. Because I was in the UK for 20 years. Uh, we wanted to be honest, but also to let people know that life is tough. Yeah. No matter how think how easy you think people have it, people never really do. And I think sometimes that people would always say to me, "Oh, aren't you so lucky? You know, you're on television, you're on radio, you've got your child. Look where you." live but I've hustled from such a young age I got my first job I think when I was 12 to buy my own bike to pay for my exam papers because my parents couldn't afford it I've hustled all my life I've got such a good mm. work ethic nothing has ever been handed to me I've had to work and prove myself yeah so it's a it, it's it, people think it's easy it's not for anyone the struggle is real and the hustle is real and where I've had so many doors close on me and been told you're too loud you're too gay you're too camp, you're too Irish but I've turned all that negativity into something that's positive. And in a way, I believe I've manifested my husband. I've manifested in a way my daughter, my life, my career, if you call it that. But it's tough. But also to people is that your friends, your family and those that love you, I always say go to the light as in not the light up there, the light with <laughs> yeah, people, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah.
5: And that life will test you but you have to get up and you have to keep going I mean this is why actually we're two different people different backgrounds but at the same time we are the same we are doers we don't want people to feel sorry for ourselves if you want to get something you have to get out there and do it like when you read the book and you see where I'm coming from with all the struggles we had with my family I was a child I didn't know what was going on I was just following my parents they were trying to save my life and my sister's life so and then when I obviously I turned 16 when my dad passed away my life changed because I said you know what so if with feck hey i'm going to enjoy my love to the fullest you just no said feck it in ireland <laughs> feck is not a Irish. swear word you just
2: apologize for saying feck it they can say feck it on the news <laughs> so yeah. when you
4: when you think back because i know like you know I, I suppose we're we're going back and delving into the book but when you decided to share those tough moments in childhood yeah. for you how strange was that to be putting it down on paper as it were
5: like I was describing to Brian, it was like a therapy to me. I never thought I needed therapy, which I don't because I'm so strong-minded. I'm very positive. But writing those words, I cried and I cried and I cried mm. because it was relieving everything I was saying from the earthquake to my dad to me to get the red card to say that you have to leave Belgium that you have to go back we don't know where to go so all that I was reliving it that I haven't done since 1992 do you know what I mean it was so weird it was better and sweet moments you know and where I am now and I remember writing and I sat in the sofa and I had to feed Blake one day and I'm like oh my god and I'm sitting here and I look my life and I'm writing, I'm going back. Really, I had to go into deep. And I said to mine, we're writing this, we have to be so transparent. I don't want to be fake. It's like when we're watching us on social media, we don't want to be fake. Whatever you see, that's what you get. That's how we are. And I said, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to go really into deep and I hope I did justice. I hope people can understand where I'm coming from now because people always say, Oh my God, you're so positive. You're so happy. I'm happy because I make myself happy yeah. because before nobody was going to make me happy. If I did, nobody's going to help you. You have to help yourself. So, so, so that's why I had to actually tell myself, um, even I think when Brian read some of the things like, are you really going to say that? I was like, yeah. Mm. I
1: was
5: like, I'm going to say that. Why? This is actually, it's happened to me. Why? Yeah. And it is big stuff. It's it's. Uh... The book is so
2: funny though, as well. Like, <laughs> <laughs> lighten the mood. You want to hear ten minutes? It's crying. And can I just say I've not cried the first time. Because normally when I'm the one that's here in the previous two chats we've had no, I've it's always it's gone <laughs> first so I've not gone first I've actually I've since having Blake I've gone uh, really emotional but also I've toughened up a bit yeah kids make you emotional but I'm a bit like you know come on yeah let, let's and, go and
4: you know what I think as well what you did there as well is is actually you know and that's just you guys you're a great team you're a partnership and you know Arthur so well you actually helped him there by breaking the ice by yes. lightening the mood oh, because so. you were deep in, in okay. that it, you know and I suppose the state you were in reliving all all those memories and all those difficult times, and I don't want you to have to, you know, rehash all of that now because it'll. For those who want, and they will, they'll go out and buy the book. The book is is available now, and you can you can absorb all of the truth telling that you, that you're going through.
5: Um, it just also when, when I was writing, I was like, I was saying to Brian, I want also Pepper to get inspired what's happened to me it can happen to anybody nobody's safe in life you know so if I did it you can do it too so I was like it's like a positive way also I want to tell my story Mm -hmm. so they know they've seen me now they're not watching the uh, you know Arthur on Oh, always happy uh, all glitter and glam no uh, look where I'm coming from if I've done that you can do it and don't feel sorry for yourself just get out there and do it because trust me no one will help you you have to do yourself. So that's why I was like, I'm going to go full out 100 billion percent. It was hard. I'm not going to lie. It was hard, but uh, yeah.
4: Yeah. Well done. We did it. Well done. And it's something, you. it's interesting you used the word safety, because that's something that you guys had said in previous conversations we had, and how important that was in your relationship, that you have a feeling of safety together. And I think for any good partnership, that is what we want. I mean, we need all the other stuff. We need the chemistry and we need the fun. We need all that stuff. But you also need to feel like that other person has your back and that you're safe together.
5: Oh, I'm absolutely like, like you said earlier, he has my back. He knows me so. I think he knows me better than I know him and I know myself. He knows when he has to help me. He knows when to step in. He knows what to do for me. Yeah. So this is the best partnership with him. And like, I'm so glad. Yes, everybody knows we split up for five years. Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> and I
2: don't want to ruin it for you, but, but he dumped me via text <laughs> So now you've Again, opened that door Sheila was... <laughs> Forget illegal immigrant The war, the earthquake Who gives a fuck He dumped me via text I mean that's the crux oh, okay. this, this book is about revenge But that was reality That's live that's and and all nice. the times you tried, you tried, <laughs> <Yeah>. tried. <laughs> and i back. Yeah, I like. There's when I was uh, oh. doing the book and reliving the moment we got engaged. There's a there's a funny thing, you know, where yeah that happens. And I was like, when I put that in, where I got engaged and I remember looking in the mirror and giving myself a thumbs up. <laughs> Uh, going, yeah, oh, you're, you got it. It's such like, a weird No, but it's like, yes, oh, yes, I God. have got this. I am getting married. And I've always said to plan A. I didn't have to go to plan B, plan C, plan D. And like those five years of us not being together made me realize, oh shit, I've really fucked up here. Mm. Like, you know, the one that kind of got away, it was always Arthur. But I knew I had to, well, both of us, in a sense, had to grow up, get our asses in gear. And get on the same page, and thankfully, no, I think
5: you had to grow up. Okay,
2: <laughs> so um, in my new book, I'm going to be single, <laughs> dating in Ireland. Oh but we got on the same page oh. in 2011, and we've, on, you know, when we got back together and then married, we've we've not
5: really looked back at all. No, but it's so funny. In fairness, he knows me for 21 years. Half of the things I've wrote in the book, he still doesn't know. He never knew about it. Yes. Lots of stuff. This is like, We've not never exclusive discussed. for everybody. It's also exclusive for my husband. Yeah. I never spoke deeply things that I've, I've written in a book to him. He didn't know. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and he knows me inside and out, but he's like, what? I was like, yeah, I never told him. Never.
4: And was it because that you didn't want to go there with us? Yeah,
5: it? I didn't want to go there. You weren't, I just, you weren't ready. I, I don't think I. W- it's not ready. It's just like I didn't want to tell him. I just okay. I have this beautiful life. I love it, but understand why? Why would I tell him? There's no point. We're moving forward, building a family. But then obviously the book correct. Okay, correct. Because past is the past. It's done. It past not going to change my life now. I'm changing my life now. Whatever I am with my husband, my family, but there's things he never knew about it. But now that
4: you've, you've not that you weren't owning it anyway, but you've owned it in a very public way now by putting
5: oh it in my. the book. Ha, ha, has something shifted in I'm you? I'm actually shaking now. Just yeah, hundred like, percent. But obviously, right now, obviously nobody has read the book yet. No, I'm, I'm actually nervous. Okay. I am very nervous.
4: Yeah, you are. Yeah. And it's interesting, Arthur, because. And the number of times I've met you before, I've never felt nerves from you. Yeah. Yeah, it's big. Oh, God. I just think you've done an amazing job. I think the book is really powerful. And I know people are going to embrace it and embrace you as they do, as they do. And I think it'll just give them more of an understanding of how brilliant you are and where you've come from. It's only a positive. I'm going to give you a second now because it's big, isn't it? It is, yeah.
2: Get your shit together. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God this isn't television. (laughs) Also, I think in our lives, you know, everything always happens for a reason. It's so funny. The night that we met, I shouldn't have been out. I taped a show. Arthur was leaving the club. The song that came on. Any opportunities we've had when we, you know, I wouldn't have lived in America unless my mom passed away. You know, it got me thinking, oh my goodness, when we came back to Ireland, it was by default, Mm. because we were on the visas and they were like, unless you've got a green card or citizenship, you have to leave. Us being in Ireland, you know, Aoife leaving London, coming back to Ireland, the surrogacy, the work that we do, you know, our jobs, everything kind of always happens for a reason for us. So I feel like it is quite powerful with the story with Armenia and what's happening, Mm. you know, and an author and the book. It's, you know, it's just one of those things that everything kind of happens for us. All at once. Yeah, Mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. It does seem it's like we gotta resolve with something, but then another door opens and it's like another challenge. Yeah. I feel like in our lives, in our relationship, we're always on to the next thing. Mm. You know, we're both in our 40s now. And it's strange that we've been doing what we've been doing for over 20 years. Yeah. You know? 20 years of so much fun, obviously, of opportunities, Mm. of loss in all its forms, whether it's death, the end of a relationship, love, light, but just life. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think this book is just about life, but also I think hope. I think hope's a very important word. You know, I think it's hope that... Life does get better. Life can get better, but you got to get up and fight. And I, I learned that from when mom passed away. I wanted to stay in bed. I didn't want to shower, or brush my teeth. Yeah. You know, mom, love of my life. But you know, obviously, my daughter is now. And that's the way my mom would want it. But at that point, I, I'd I no, I'd no, no said children. I'd no child. And you know, that was the lesson in life is that life is so short. None of us are guaranteed a tomorrow. No. You're not. No. I'm not. We're not special. You know yeah. why? So it's it's that. It's that, you know, and I always say that I'm hungry for life now. Since having Blake, I've had to change my mindset. I'm now hungry to work. Before, I would say no quite a lot to stuff. And you know this. No, I don't want to do that.
5: If no, no. I was the yes man, you would say no. I don't want to do not, it. I don't want to do not it. Not
2: in a in a. I'm better than that way. Just like, oh, I have this already. You were a
5: little bit lazy. Let's I'm a, little lazy <laughs> you but, were a little bit lazy. Yeah, a little
2: bit lazy. Mm-hmm. But the fact that I I I already have something. Yeah. I'm, I'm working away here. No. I don't need that. I don't need that. And then since having Blake, I realized. You know what? Yeah, I do. I will do that. Actually, I want to do that. I'm also going to do that.
5: You were. Uh, uh, you love your comfort zone. He loves his comfort zone. I'm like crazy. Again, I want to do more. He always said to me, "You know, they're never happy. What you have." I was like, I will never, ever be happy with what I have because I have this anxiety in me. Well, not anxiety. How can I explain I don't need someone. But, like, sometimes I'll have the panic attacks. I will wake up and I'm like, I'm in Armenia. I'll have, like, the moment. He doesn't know that. But I'm like, I'm learning uh, a lot today. <laughs> you are. But I will have, like, a panic attack. Not anymore as much, but before I will have... because. I always have to work. I always have to do something. Mm. It's never enough for me. It's not arrogant, or it's not like uh, it's no. I just need something. Not I feel like I'm gonna be poor again, and I'm gonna be sent back to Armenia. I, so it's like a validation. Like you,
4: yeah. Okay. You don't feel like you've arrived. No. Ever. I don't
5: this? think I will ever feel that.
4: Okay. Yeah. And hey, it makes sense. It makes sense. I will
5: never feel that for you. That yeah. that, that
4: is a thing. That's gonna be a
5: constant thing. From outside, people are like, "Oh my god, you have everything," but. The, I, there's a scared thing in me. He always actually just jokes. He's like, oh my God, you should be happy. We have, like, no, I will never be happy because again, it's going to stop. Okay. Yeah. No, you are happy. It's a fear. It's
2: a fear it, you have of, of it the, stopping. Of
4: a, of a stopping and being taken away. Yeah,
2: there's no indication that it is going <laughs> yeah. to stop. It's just a fear mm. that it, it will be. And I think that's why, you know, Arthur is the way that he is. And this get up and go and this kind of positive attitude and come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. Whereas me, you know, would, would have been handed stuff more, you know, whereas Arthur had to work really, really hard just yeah. to get in the door. Where the door is open for me, the chair is pulled out, the seat is warm, here's a cup of tea. Yeah, I get you. Right? Yeah, of course.
4: I, I, I feel like I want to kind of give you a second, but I also I think this is just real life. You know, it's yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's, no. this is your first interview. We are chatting early Christ. in October. This will be going out when the book is out. Yep. So this episode is going out in like what, two, three weeks' time or something. Yeah. So this is raw.
5: It's so for raw real
4: guys.
2: Yes, and it's the first time we've talked about the book yeah. with someone. You're the only person that's read it Life. outside of Arthur and I yeah. and publishers and sure. editors and all of that. No yeah. one else has has read it yet. So for us, it's almost a bit like we're also saying stuff publicly and coming to a lot of stuff in yeah, there that yeah. we're coming to terms with.
4: For you, Brian, what was the the part or parts of the book where you went, will I say this? OK, I'm going to say this, that... I suppose you're feeling nervous about like Arthur's Mm. nervous about how it's going to be received for you. Is there a part
2: or parts of the book? Yes. That felt that way. Um, There has been, I have been, I have been really struggling, I suppose with um, lots of stuff when it comes to, it's really nervy because a lot of stuff around Blake is very emotive. Mm. Um, for me and when we were trying to get pregnant and have our baby I found out that I am infertile so I um I physically you know this is the the first time and what I'm uncomfortable about is that people have always guessed and there's always been an obsession with who is Blake's biological father and I knew going in to this that I I can't have children. And I always felt shame attached to that. I felt embarrassed. I'm mortified about the fact that I can't have children, but yet I have a child yeah. that I'm obsessed with and that I love. And we've always we've always added humor, I suppose. And you know, the day that we had to give samples, it feels like it was such. A long time ago, and I, I go into it in great detail. Mm. Um and you know, we were given the samples, and it's it's I, I felt slightly humiliated when you're giving the sample. It and it is weird. It is weird. And then we were offered to go into a room and do it in a clinic in <laughs> Dublin. I said, I am not, for want of a better word, masturbating in a clinic in Dublin. <laughs> not gonna happen. And it was during the pandemic. Yeah. And I remember Arthur took the two vials. Um um, of semen off and we were leaving our jurisdiction to go and I said if a Garda Shia corner stops you <laughs> you hand them, you hand them this semen and you say my husband and I are trying to have a child oh and the semen needs to be a certain temperature and you were delaying it because it was so important and yeah, we yeah. got um, we got a call back oh. and it was the clinic and basically just saying to me that um, I was completely infertile and there there, there was nothing um in it and they actually thought it was something quite serious a genetic disorder um which really worried us and I was I was so I I don't know in, in that moment it feels like such a long time ago and but I've never spoken about it before only to yeah, yeah. my friends and my family and I thought oh shit like what do they you think they
5: destroy you really yeah because like, I thought I'm literally... I, like I'm never I'm never we're never gonna have a, ch- a child and then The fuck started really crying. Like, literally, I can't believe they were saying that. I saw him. He literally was collapsing. Mm -hmm. He's like, I can't believe I can't have a child. And then it it was was the genetic disorder that... That was even the serious. That was the the big worries. There's obviously something at play here.
2: And then the same person called Arthur back. 10 minutes later, Arthur was crying on the couch. I think I was sitting on the floor and I'd rang my sister, Valerie. And she basically told Arthur he had super sperm. (laughs) She said, the average is... (laughs) Sorry, Sorry for like, laughing. No, You're but this is the true love But this but is I the know, truth. But you, have to. you have to say the <laughs> no. average is like eight million. He had a hundred million, and I'm there, literally cobwebs, dust everywhere, and I'm like, oh my god! Of course, he's super smart. Look at his genetics. Like, <laughs> look at the way he dances. Of course, and like, I'm crying snots, oh. thinking I'm genetic disorder. I've got like five years to live in my mind. <laughs> I'm panicking, but Arthur's got super sperm, Yeah. you know. And and, oh. and 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 like, and then it was just like. But then, to be honest with you, I we I didn't really think about it at that point. And then we we found out that I had this big genetic test done, and it, I'm just really actually it was. It was that bad. My doctor asked me how much chemo I had as a child, yeah. how much chemotherapy and radiation I had as a child. And I was like, I've, I've, I've never had that because the sample was so sparse and rare that they could only put it down to chemotherapy or, or treatment when I was younger. And I was like, no, thankfully that's never happened. So in that sense, I'm unique you know um, but like I'm I I go to I go to comedy in a way of you know but I've had to I've had to come to terms with the fact during and it's bad saying it but like during all of Aoife's pregnancy my fear was I wouldn't be able to love our child my fear was I will hold this baby that I've that I'm that I that I'm not related to and That was, I was going through all of this while still no one knew publicly. So sometimes I would just put on this facade of, oh God, yeah, like it's great. And then I'd go home and go, what if I don't love her? What if I see her and I don't have that instant connection to her? And like, I I remember the day like she was born, I didn't feel that way. It was very odd. And then I remember I went out to get food, a McDonald's takeaway, and I did what I did when my mom passed away is I tried to play sad songs to get some sort of emotion in myself because I was so shocked I I still have a child. But it was just this inherent insecurity in me that I, I, we don't have the same DNA. And it was something that I've had to really, I've really struggled with. And then it was the fear that if anything happened to her and I couldn't help her and I'm her dad, if she needed something from me, I wouldn't be able to save her life. And I felt, I just felt so and then leading up to and in the whole process, I was, was kind of eliminated from a lot of stuff because I'm not her biological father. And with the legislation here in Ireland, it, it doesn't favor me. I am, I am no one to the law, to my child. And I love her so much. I would give my life for my child. And unfortunately in this country, I'm not recognized. And if anything happened with Arthur and I, and he decided he wanted to leave me, he could take my child away from me. Arthur's family could take my child away from me. You know, my saving grace is my sister is Blake's legal mother. She's not her biological mother. So, but Eva wants to, you know, give up those rights because she doesn't want any, her name on any legal document. And during everything we went through and how we were assigned a social worker because of the dynamics. And it was all about the father and the mother. And the father... You know, legally and biologically, is Arthur as is Eva. and I felt like I was just this spare part in something, and it was uh, like every day that I look at her, and I've really had to struggle with everyone telling me constantly how she looks like Arthur every day, every day, and people, you know, people say that to people all the time, you know, men and women, and obviously our circumstances is different, yeah. and she's so like Arthur and Arthur's family. But in a sense, Arthur's genes, I think would have been stronger. But it's just this thing of some days I look at her and I think she looks like me and we have she's the made, same hair. Of you now. And I also feel a bit as like Arthur and I don't want pity. We don't no. want anything mm-hmm. from anyone. I don't want anyone to feel sorry for me because I have a child. And our, we, when we went on the late, late with Aoife and we chatted and Blake obviously cried and I held her and she stopped. Yeah. And I said to Ryan, and it's funny now, and I said, we've never disclosed Blake's biological father, you know, because we're both her parents. Sure. You know, it kind of, it means nothing. And at that point, Blake was sitting on Arthur's lap and the camera panned to Arthur and then Blake. And it was someone that messaged on social media. And it was actually very funny. And they said, listen, we don't need to know. That's their business. But for fuck's sake, she's the image of Arthur. And it kind of took the sting out of it, you know, a little bit. And that's, you know, using humor. And the thing is, I don't want to talk about my infertility. I don't want to talk. It's not about me. I am uncomfortable, obviously, about it. And some of our friends do not know that I'm infertile. So people will be hearing this for the first time on the 27th when this episode airs I plan on talking probably about twice I think I'll 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 mention it you know because it's something that I'm still coming to terms with really if I'm being honest with you I'm still not and just think of anything was to happen to her or the fear that someone because legally she can be taken away from me and it's 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 a very panicking feeling and it's why I held on to her cot when we stayed in the hospital I didn't sleep I put my hand was on her cot for fear our daughter was going to be taken away from us at some point you know and it's like And also, I'm very fearful of the job that we do, you know, and having this public persona and the trolling and the stuff that people say is just so mean. I feel like I'm just giving them everything they want. I feel like I'm just giving them so much shit just for sticks of hatred to beat me with because people say shit all the time is that still a thing it's, still a, it's thing, still a thing constantly on blogs and I just think people just need to be very
5: careful and mindful and just be respectful I have a feeling it's always the same people they just gang up against people so yeah. that's all
2: that's, None of us are safe. I'm, yeah. I'm sure they say shit about you, about Arthur, about me. Oh yeah, plenty of but, stuff. But, but when right? it's about your life or your family or your children or your husband, there has to be a thing where it's like, that's it being rude. we don't go there. Yeah, we, we go. We can go everywhere else. Yeah. You know, and okay. the infertility is just something that is,
5: I, I don't know why it changed. I shame. personally think, I think it's great he did that because he was debating for such a long time to put it in or not. I said, yeah. listen, for once in your life, you just have to put it there, it's done. Because... He wasn't feeling right. Like he was really upset when people keep saying he lo- she looks like me. She looks like me. But I know people coming in from a good place. They're not like vicious or anything. No, of course. But then, but you know, like we always say, oh my God, she looks like her mom. She looks yeah, like They like, that all the time, all the, the time. Times. They do, so, yeah. But I just wanted for him to just to relax because it was always playing in his mind. Sure. I know I kind of like saying do it and it was a massive debate and I'm so proud of you talking about it because you know the only one who will be infertile, you might hopefully help other people who are not. Do you That's know what I mean? exactly
4: it Arthur. I was like, just thinking that as you were speaking. Because so many. It's, it's it's one of those things that
5: people don't talk people, about. Also. people don't
4: talk about don't. and is far
2: more common than, than we think. think. Yeah. I, I, I think sometimes when people, you know, I'm, a, I'm, I'm gay and obviously I'm a man but I'm still a man I still have my pride and I still have and I I feel like there's still shame attached to men being open being honest yeah. being vulnerable you know Actually, thankfully I've never struggled with my mental health but when men talk about their mental health it, I don't think it's taken as seriously you know. as it should be mm. and I do feel with infertility that you know we we are men and I feel like my 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 choice has been taken away from me there's nothing I can do about it like I that choice of all of that, but I still have my daughter. So in a way, how lucky am I? You know, and this is where I feel I'm blessed. And this is the
5: thing with life: is that I still have a child. Mm. You yeah, know, because you also I have to, my daughter. You have to look the other side. Like, what if I could, if I was infertile too? So we were still want to have a family. So yeah. we were gonna get a sperm. Get yes, eggs. do you know yes. what I mean? So yeah. we we're lucky yeah. that one of us can produce something, and and this is what's happened now. But apparently, I don't want to quote me exactly, but one in four. They're infertile. One in four men that are infertile. seems quite high. It is very high, and people don't talk about it. They so don't that's why they don't I talk am. about it. It's hard, but I'm so proud of you that you actually came out and say that. So. And like, a, mm. like you're the first person I've, you know, physically
2: said this to. So there's, I feel a bit kind of when I walked to the door, I was a bit like, oh shit, I'm gonna have to say it Yeah. because I feel like we want to be very, very honest. And I suppose in the book, I go into it in probably more detail in what it was, but I don't know why it's just like. It's just one of the, I think it's something I will always, something I will always think about and always okay. wonder. It's funny. Maybe it's an insecurity or maybe I just need more time because mm-hmm. we then, were are having a baby and then we got caught up and, you know, everything. And, and sure, yeah.
4: you're still only like, Blake is only just turned, just, just turned yeah, one. Turned Turn one. Yes. So you're still early days of, of parenthood as well. And there's a lot, you've had a lot happen in th- in that time since we spoke last where, you know, you, you became parents and then You had the documentary happening and then the book offer. And then you're navigating all your work and being very dedicated father. So, you know, maybe you just need to give yourself a bit of breathing space as well. So last time we spoke, you know, you were third trimester and you were getting ready. The the hospital bag hadn't been packed. No, Aoife packed packed that quite
2: late, actually. (laughs) (laughs) For one job she had to do. (laughs) For one thing.
4: So, and you brought us through so beautifully in the documentary. And it was very raw and real and extremely intimate Um, it it was very very powerful Um, but I'd love if you wouldn't mind going back into
2: that day so it was September 1st Mm. Um, Blake's due date was either the 5th or 6th of September Am yeah. I correcting? Yeah. Six of September. So she six six. 6th of so September, it was five yeah. five days early with Declan. We had the section. Efa was non-negotiable with the section. So very much like I'm going to be a surrogate and <laughs> I'm having a section. Oh yeah. So we we're girl. very much like, know what she wants. We, absolutely. Right. 100%. And do you know
4: what? She explained that so beautifully in the she documentary. Did, yes.
2: And what was really good, I think, with the documentary and the Late Late Show was people were actually to, able to hear from Aoife. Yes. No one had really heard from Aoife. I think some of people thought maybe Aoife was handcuffed to a bed for like <laughs> nine <laughs> months. Deliver us a child, an heir to the throne, <laughs> or what else? To the gallows, take off her head. So I think for people to hear Aoife's a strong, independent young woman
5: who takes no shit, yeah. she's doing it while she's oh doing God, it. she knows what she wants. She's so, very independent. She's very strong-minded. So yeah, it was so good for her to speak. Yeah. that
2: day and you know it, it, it kind of it went really quickly and then we got delayed and then from the time Eva left the room till Blake was born it felt like it
5: was an age I have to say I don't remember anything Sheila I do not remember anything until I watched the show I was crying so much yeah. oh, I felt really? sick I don't remember I watched the show I mean oh my god is, is that what happened the only, re- the only thing I remember is she was squeezing my hands so hard that's the only thing I remember I don't remember so I we were, were in a holding
2: room. We had to put masks and all this protective wear on. And then we went into the, the theater. Aoife had been, was was done. She, the epidural, all, everything was perfect. And I was beside her head and it's Arthur incredible. was beside me. There were so many people it's in the room. People. I thought we like, there was like eight, nine people in the room. And then obviously the crew were there. Um, and it was always Aoife's decision if she wanted the birth filmed or not. That was Aoife's call. Yeah. That was nothing to do with us. It's Aoife's body. You want to have this, you know, on television. And they said, We'll stay a certain way. And then we were all just, I think, a bit in shock that this was actually happening. happening. It was almost like that day was the day where we went, This is real. Like we're going to leave here with a baby. Yeah. It was the it was like a, it was very odd a realization. Almost like you were watching someone else. I felt like I was standing there watching these people do this. Yeah. It was very funny. And then Blake. Declan said our consultant said oh I have someone here that wants to meet you <laughs> yeah. and I went oh for fuck's sake not in the middle of a section I was like Declan i it like I was like oh, I, thought, I mean I just who could it be and then he lifted up Blake and I went and oh sorry silence. it's my child and she kind of went wow ah, no she didn't do any no, noise no she did she did because we thought she didn't cry then on the documentary yeah. she kind of squealed a bit and then, and then they That's took true. her over, he, or he—you were inconsolable. And then Eva oh, was stone. very much like to me. She was like, "You need to go to be with your child." It was she was just so coherent, yeah, and was like, "You, you, you can, you can, you can leave me." Like, Are you, no, she said, "No, no, go." She was like, go, go and be with
5: Blake. But the, the weird thing is, this is all happening, but at the same time, we have this fear that it's not real. somebody's going to pick her up and leave. Yes, and we're going to be stranded yeah. there together. The hell there is was happening. so much paperwork. We were panicking, really, yeah. Like we had to bring
2: our Annette Hickey, who was looking after us with the surrogacy. She had to come says, to the hospital because yeah. paperwork needed to, to, to be, be shy, signed yeah. by EFA. And they were a bit like, well, no, she can sign it in a like day or right two. afterwards. Right afterwards. Efa was insistent, it was right afterwards. Okay. Because how it stood, if anything happened to Blake or Blake needed medical attention, Efa had priority over yeah. us. Such as to sign to Aoife was like, I do not want to make any medical decisions no. for my niece ask her parents and I think they wanted to give Aoife a day or two to think it over and we were like no No. so Annette came in Aoife signed any paperwork that allowed us to have a say Yeah, still didn't give us Corp blanche to be able to do anything. Mm. Aoife would also be taken into just consideration. If in something happened with Blake, we have the authority
5: to say something.
2: Yeah. If not, Blake was number one. But it was, one. would be Aoife's decision. Yeah, exactly. So then Aoife, then I said to one of the girls, I said, oh, she was like, was so I was like, well, can I hold her? She was like, yes, she's your baby. Why are you asking me for permission? Because I felt it, it was so kind of, I was like, oh, do you mind? Because they're doing their jobs. And then I remember holding her and just looking at her going, how have we, like, from what, how, how we started to where we ended,
5: you know, two so, men, but also from that side, as soon he actually picked her up. From that, uh, from that minute, we never left her side. Yes, we were paranoid. My, more you, yeah. Nobody could have taken her. Yeah, like literally, yeah, yeah. the nurses coming into the room. She's like, no, no, no. I'll we'll change her. Like, like, no, she's fine. No. no need to change. It. Panicking. Bad, so thank you. Yeah, no, thank panicking. you
2: so much. We're so bad mm-hmm. And then, like the funny thing about it is, is that we were two men in the National maturity Hospital in a room. <laughs> we stayed at the hospital with our baby and at one point I did like a little walk in my pyjamas and they must have been thinking Jesus that woman has a beard what's she here for right because it's a a, a women's hospital so like and I'm there with my baby in the room (laughs) And like, and I, it was, I was, and then people were coming in going, shit, this is two men. Hello. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because our situation was so different and unique. And we have to say Declan and the team. Oh my God. You know,
5: Incredible.
2: My feathers were where ruffled it, slightly gosh. with the whole, you know, social worker assigned because of the dynamics of our relationship. And, you know, and then Aoife was in a room at the end of the corridor, you know, and the room that Eva was in was oh, where you go if you're grieving as a parent. So Aoife's room had like a little cutout panel on the door. And she was away from us because we also didn't know how Aoife was going to feel. Yeah. So as much as our priority was our daughter, it was also my sister. Sure, I'm her brother. Yeah. And at that point, I was also her mother. Our mom's not alive. Mm. Aoife's single. I had to be a husband, a dad, and I had to be a brother. So when I did skin on skin with Blake, I passed her over to Arthur. And I said, I have to go and see Aoife. Yeah. I had to leave the room. And I went into recovery. Aoife looked sensational those two of the women mm. that were still passed out. Aoife was there. I forgot my phone. It's I was like, I was like, like um, champagne like not Are you okay? not that, she just so recovered strong. so beautifully. It's brilliant. And then Great. the fear there was the fear if we're going to be honest was the, the the first hold with Blake and with Efa because that was on chartered territory. We did not know how this was going to go down. Efa asked for the crew not to be present. So we said to the guys, that will be happening privately. And then Efa said, I'm happy for you guys to record it on your phone. So we have it. And then if I decide, they can use it for the documentary. And I thought the fact that you're still thinking mm-hmm. of us in this documentary is very, very sweet, but you don't have yeah, to worry about worry that. Don't worry about that, yeah. Like they're gone. They and they were very, very good. Kite were very, very good. And Aoife Savage was very, very good. And Paul on camera, mm-hmm. they were very good at going, once we say cut, it's cut, that's it. it's done. Like we had creative input because it's our lives. Yes. And then I remember Aoife sat in the wheelchair and I passed her over Blake to hold and I'm dealing with all my shit in the background and the fear was always going to be. You know, if she turns around, she's like, I can't give her up. Yeah. Like, you know, oh, alright yeah. yeah, you know, I what like that
5: was still something that was playing. Yes, on your mind. because we'd never been you here see, before. Not in my mind. I, there's only one, one little accident, have not accident, but you know what? Like, oh my god, what if she actually turned around, and say, "Yeah, no, I want the baby." Yeah, because one little fraction. When you, but I knew she. We kind of thought her. she would. But he was to- he was thinking more than me. Because
2: I'm just thinking this baby grew inside her for nine months. She's been so strong. She's allowed to have a weak moment. The girl has been driving oh, driving insane. us, driving the car with this. Like, mm. this is Aoife. Like, yeah. she's allowed to have a moment. If she's going to have a moment, she's, she's going to have it now. She's holding this baby. She grew for us in her stomach. Like, the, the girl did so much for those nine
5: months. The year trying to get pregnant. That was a little thought. But the thing, what happened... She got her, we all started crying, and then she passed over to Brian and said, so what are we eating for dinner? she yeah, we she's have like, McDonald's? like, the McDonald's? <laughs> no, like, that's it. And that, <laughs> that, no, uh, okay. that was it. It's yeah. okay. It was
2: like know? And insurance. Very, very much like she's, okay. yeah, never, she's not my yeah. child. I'm her aunt. The like relationship. Yeah, I love own. when she spends time with her. She does sleepovers with yeah. her. She looks after her. She takes her for walks. She does loads. Like, as, incredible. as my sister Michelle did last night. Yeah. yeah. As when Valerie takes her. When we did Gaga Box, Valerie, yeah. Valerie no. took her for a sleepover. It's I mean, we're,
5: I'm blessed to have six sister-in-laws; like they're amazing. Just phone they're call, so can you look after them? They're so good.
2: But so I remember good. leaving the hospital. I had my Victoria Beckham Beckham moment. <laughs> yes. So we left the hospital, and um, because we had Blake early, and we were That's very, so very much like, you know, we want to try and get home with Blake and have a day or two ourselves just before we would say anything. And they're like, oh, "Absolutely, we'll send security down now." And I was like, <laughs> "Oh well, I, I don't think we need like, security." yes absolutely send <laughs> yeah. security down Backway. and I remember <laughs> so I had like cute. my Louis Vuitton trolley with all my bits and I remember I had Blake in like a, a little a car seat carrier and two guys came dressed in black with big umbrellas and one of them took my Louis Vuitton trolley <laughs> oh, and though, I carried happening. it and they went down the back stairs this way Arthur pulled up they opened the umbrellas <laughs> I was like please privacy at this moment and it was that moment of again humour
5: Oh, yeah. we, we, we were
2: leaving EFA, and that was the hardest oh, thing. Mm. I showered Aoife the day after mm. she had Blake. And as a man, even as a gay man, Your the sister. female body, let me just tell you, is incredible. And the naivety of me thinking, when you have a section, but sure, it's done. Everything's fixed. Everything, no, it's not. Like, I I couldn't believe showering her and, and just all of that and her the scarring on her stomach from a section. I couldn't believe. And it was... She cried. I cried. I. She hugged me. She was naked. I was drenched afterwards. And we just laughed. Oh, but how amazing gorgeous. that, you know, I was able to shower her and help her. Yeah. So when we left the hospital, that's when we 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 did leave the hospital. And we, we we did think for a second, what have we done to Aoife? We've now left her in this hospital. We were She's, crying in the car, actually, leaving yeah, her And we, we had our child in the back who
5: was asleep. And Eva's upstairs. But Aoife, Aoife was around. upstairs.
2: And we left her. And we pulled the car over. And people actually remember people beeping at us and waving at us. Beeping at us. Yeah, because like, even not without even maybe realizing they're leaving the hospital, they have their baby, yeah. you know. It's so cute. And even on the way here, so someone cute. stopped us saying, "How's Ireland's little princess?" <laughs> and she's a year later, and to still have those well wishes yeah. and that love and support is oh, so funny. Have been amazing, amazing. <laughs> but when we left Efa, and I was like to Arthur, it, you know, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm a brother. And I said, have I been so selfish here in allowing her to do this for us? And now we're leaving. She's on her own. And she only had one night on her own in the hospital. And the next night, my sister swooped in yeah. the next day. And they went and they brought her back to Ruthangan. And then Aoife didn't see us for a few days. And, and and even though still, we still documented stuff on social media with Aoife, because when Aoife came around to visit Blake, it was a big thing for us. My sister got married two weeks later. And yeah. we were
5: all at this That's wedding. the first time yeah. we were all together two weeks later. And, and the in. funniest thing was, Aoife had her. Michelle had her. Hey, Valerie had her.
2: So we brought someone with us as well to help out because it was my sister's wedding and we wanted to have a good time. And that was, that was a real struggle for me, was not sleeping, not having Blake <laughs> with us that the night before the wedding. We wanted to kind of get some sleep. And, you know, and handing her over. And that was a real... I, re- I really still, to this day, she's thir- um, yeah, 13 months old. I still struggle with... Every day, breakfast, lunch, uh, dinner, picture, yeah, video, he is like she wearing? obsessed. No matter, yeah. no matter where in the world I am, not what I'm doing, <laughs> I will always need to know what my daughter is doing. Has she had her bottle? Has she had her breakfast? Yeah. Like
5: he will actually mess with me when I'm home, actually feeding her. Was she eating? Has she had her porridge? She, I was like, oh my God, kill me? Alone. I'm going to kill you! I swear to God. Leave when me me alone, stuff,
2: I'm like off the mind. Her head, she's like that. Like, Put that there. Why she hates that? Put that.
5: When they're together, honestly, they. We're, yeah. oh, Blake God. and I are no. best
2: friends. He, they we, are. We are best friends. Like her and I are gonna go out drinking cosmos together <laughs> because she's she gets it. She's like this morning. But
5: also she's very manipulative. She oh. knows who is the the one spoiling. Yeah, she's with me. No Blake, because I speak French her all the time. like, "Tu fais pas ça, tu fais pas ça." No, no, no. He comes, backs down. Oh, screams, daddy! I was screams. like, you little. She,
4: Can we discuss? Because I remember there were issues at the last time over the whole "daddy" label. Have you embraced Mm. "daddy"? Oh,
2: I'm so "daddy." You kn- oh he is yeah okay so daddy. shane laughing in the background <laughs> so we got over the daddy we issues got, the, da- the daddy yeah. was a thing for me because obviously you know i've been with one or two daddies back in the day it, actually none of that's in the book <laughs> We we'll would keep out that <laughs> no one needs to know i was a little slut in 2000 2001 <laughs> before big brother obviously um oh. so i got over the daddy thing yeah you know and now but she actually says dada Oh yeah. she doesn't say daddy Well, no, she
5: says daddy but because well, I speak French to her I'm papa yeah. papa in French you've said better. you speak French
2: to her twice do you want a medal it's like <laughs> it's like you wear that as such a like I well, can't still, well, I
5: can't wait to speak French to her and bitch about you I can't yeah. the way that she I watches Minnie, Minnie's boutique she watches everything in French she
2: watches it in French and I'm raging so I don't know why Minnie's upset <laughs> I'm not well Minnie doesn't like Daisy because Daisy I don't know didn't open the window properly because I have no idea what they're saying and sometimes I go back and I watch it in English. So I can understand. <laughs> so when she watches it again, I can tell, well, Minnie's not happy because Daisy did this. Because she watches everything in French. Yeah. And then sometimes when Arthur's mom's there, they'll speak Armenian, but you, you don't want her to speak Armenian or well, Russian. Well, it's not I
5: don't want it. It's just French. I don't speak Armenian often. Do you know what I mean? So it's easier for me to speak French, especially with our cousin in France, you know, my sister's son, Yoin. So I want her to learn French. But Eoin's learning English. Lauren's, yeah, Lauren, because Joen now uh, He's got cousin He's going to learn English Oh, that's great so it's, it's And so it's, cute. it's such
4: a gift To be able to give And they're sponges like, For, oh my for God, languages so cool, yeah. And you can probably introduce A bit of Ro- Russian You speak Russian? Russian, I yeah to? I speak
5: Russian I think I think my mom speaks A little bit Russian French to her Yeah Mixing everything together I speak French and some words are Russian, but Russian's different alphabet, so hard. But I think once you speak French, French and, then, and English, doing English. good, guys. And no, Irish, of and course. And then Irish. I yes. can't even speak Irish, but look, you speak. Stop speaking Irish. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, She'd come down and stay with us and come out. Exactly. <laughs> <Sorting>. Immersion. <laughs> Irish teacher Sheila Shaw will get to the yeah. rescue.
1: <laughs> Hold up.
4: Can I talk about skin to skin because I, so, you know, we have two kids and I feel like the newborn stage went by in a blur with Kahal. Whereas I suppose knowing that we were very lucky to, because I had two miscarriages and then we Mm. got pregnant with Cleanna, I felt like I really wanted to drink up the newborn stage. So I did. And I will never regret the many hours I spent just
2: holding her. Yeah. Skin to skin is powerful, isn't it? I did the skin to skin first. And we jokingly say, because I did the skin on skin first, that we d- we, d- we do say that maybe that's why I am the favorite. Because <laughs> that's what we do. We, <laughs> do, we do because
5: it was, he was the first one having I was her. the first
2: one that did skin on skin with her. It was very important for me, especially with my insecurities, that I felt like, okay, if I'm going to get in with this now, I
5: I need to get first go. In fairness, I will give you that. When she's unsettled, he is the one. Yes, he is He will pick her up Gone Yeah I'm very good It's like very good at soothing her Gone And no matter what age she is I think I'll always hold her Like a baby and rock It'll her It'll take time with me But with him go, I don't know why
4: And is it because I mean Watching both of you And your stories It mm-hmm. looks like you're you're Nailing it But yeah. Um, it's because you've had A lot of experience With small Yes me I sure? mean
2: I, yeah, yeah and also, also I kind of her, her human personality Is very much like me in the fact when she's God over it, she's over it. It. And she's very like me like that. Okay. She's has she's no patience.
5: No. Right. She's, and that's one thing we're you trying see, to learn. It doesn't her. matter DNA, Sheila. Yeah. It's how you're raising we're your child. We're trying to child. learn yeah. her. She's doubling, I She, swear she, to she also has
2: the side eye, which <laughs> oh is so God. me. And she has the, oh, uh, get out of my face <laughs> thing. She has all that going on. So when I say her and I are like best friends, we're like the same person. Yeah. So I think when she's you in are. that moment, she looks at me going, you get it. Like you yeah. get it, you've been here. <laughs> so I'm, and also, I'm like, come on, like sort your shit out. So it's a bit of rock but and also a bit let's of not all forget that. you're spoiling
5: it a lot. No, just so spoil it a little
2: that. bit. But skin on skin was was so unique. And what you're saying there about Cottle and all of that, I feel like we, I was so anxious when she was born to keep her alive. Yes. yes, I keep her and fear of her being taken away. And I think a lot of that from losing my mom. You know, there's there's, there's a lot of trauma. Mm. I think that happens and. Almost like we've been so lucky. You know, the first time we tried, we'd, we'd, we'd lost um, before, you know, the embryos then split and that just didn't, wasn't viable and that all went. And then Aoife, you know, the one embryo left, you get pregnant, the first round, the first embryo transfer. And I kept thinking at any point, she's, she's going to be taken away from us. She's going to keep her alive, keep her alive, keep her alive. So I, even when Blake slept, Blake's only ever had one nighttime feed mm. and she dropped them at like four months old.
5: That's one one feature during so, the night. Guys, she's no, no. never been sick. Like, like as in she's when been. You-
2: incredible like it's That's crazy amazing. I know we'd feed her at 11 or 12 and she'd go to 4 half 4 we'd then feed, feed her she'd go down Done. 7 or 8 and her and I would get back in bed yeah. and we'd be in bed to 11 half 11 so I feel a bit like I couldn't sit on issue okay and then remember one time we fed her at 12 and she went to half past 6 she was no more than 2 yeah. weeks old Yeah, and I said to Arthur oh my god I fell asleep you have to go to the cot just a real irrational fear you didn't want to let it go I You couldn't didn't want to go. so I feel I mean, but
4: also do you know what it's just it's the same type of a fear that all new parents have Yeah They just want to keep Yeah Yeah we do go to these yeah. I remember I, re- I remember early doors Like With Cahill And it, We were combination
2: feeding Because breastfeeding Wasn't really working for mm. me um, And also a lot of pressure With that yeah. as well yeah. With breastfeeding And we got some shit On yeah. social Because our child Was being bottle fed I'm like Bottle fed We're two fucking men <laughs> Yeah What do you want <laughs> like, me to she do she can latch on here But nothing's gonna happen <laughs> Like Calm the fuck down Yeah yeah. Breast is best Yes I'm sure it is yeah. But that's just That <laughs> cannot yeah. happen here yeah. And then they were like Get Aoife And I went Ada. No here Let's you're, not cross You're I know. pushing an agenda Let's not cross oh. a line here Right And that's the thing with social media sometimes It's like mm. you can cross a line That's completely inappropriate Yeah, yeah Aoife yeah. does not need to breastfeed her niece Yeah
3: We're good
4: Yeah yeah. yeah. Wow Wow Yes I that was said to you Yes well I remember being told like cause I was trying to we were trying to do a bit of both and it wasn't really working and I was crying and it was just feeling like a failure and all this kind of stuff that happens right and then we were told the amounts that you would give in the formula so we were following the thing and then she, you know he it was called was still crying and ringing ringing the coom saying hi oh um, you know he's crying he said, how much has he had X amount that Probably just hungry. Oh my
2: god! Give him more.
4: Feed your own baby. We we felt like the big, biggest Egypt (laughs) fools, (laughs) and we were
2: following the instruction we thought we were doing right. But
4: you know what I mean. I'm just saying these are the normal things
2: because you're also doing. It's all new ground. Yeah, and I remember there was this thing we got, and it was keep a track of your baby feeding. And I said absolutely, (laughs) I'm going to keep a track of everything. And I remember I was like, okay, so this is 4:30 a.m. We never done that. She
5: had three ounces.
2: I did it one time Yeah The rest of it was like Oh my god Arthur Where's the bottle
5: This is why my people <laughs> Jesus Christ What time is it This is why my people say Oh what advice would you give You, you know I'm going I, have, I was like You can't I can't give any advice no. Every parent Every kid is different We're blessed with Blake Absolutely. We got a good baby You know those baby, gro- baby What do you call When you put on your shoulder When they get sick We have tons on them Oh yeah Never yeah. use them Yeah yeah, she, yeah How can I give an advice To someone that's Two really different babies We're saying
2: 13 months <laughs> old She's been physically nauseous
5: Less than five
2: times yeah. She's never been ill she. fantastic know what I'm telling you colic no jaundice no, no. I know. reflux no like, there has been she has taught us how to be parents yeah. I, she, I said to Arthur my mom has had some hand because our friends wanted me to have a demon child <laughs> that did not sleep they wanted Gone. me to she be was... like oh well, you look tired not a facial this week and Blake is no, but a, I have to say, fuck the reason, you to all of them because the I still have my
5: facials <laughs> and I'm not tired. Because she genuinely, she goes down now for between 12 to 14 hours. The only reason he didn't sleep in the beginning, like with the first fear. three, four, fear. But I said to myself, I'm not going to do that. I'm a different parent. I was like, I'm going to sleep because I can't be standing all night seeing if yeah, she's and it's breathing. Funny, or... When she cries now in the nursery, he's still sleep. Isn't it funny <laughs> how I'm always the first one up,
2: even though I've got a daily radio show. It's funny Do you that. want a medal? Do you want a medal for speaking French? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> yes, please. Sivu <laughs> play, <Cibouple>, actually. <laughs> but also, when it comes to parenting, I uh, always thought people thought, oh, there's two men at it now. Well, what would they do that's so different? Well, there's nothing you nothing. do. Your job is to feed your child, clean them, and keep them alive. As <laughs> the any parent knows. does. Yes. There's no, our, our parenting is n- no more unique to yours no. and your husband. No. We just happen to be two men doing it. Yeah. It's fundamentally the exact same thing. Mm. That's Nothing's it. Nothing is different. Yeah. No. Yeah. It, but it's insane To be doing it Because uh, I feel At 45 But I couldn't have done this At 25 I was too selfish I couldn't have done this At 35 I was way too selfish Even I'm going to say 40 I was way too selfish
5: Yeah but then if you had it You would have been fine Yeah yes. you would have adapted I, I, You know yes. what people say There's no right timing There is no I right don't timing. believe in that There's always time If you no, really but... want to make it happen you know, Yeah you but can. there's
2: never a right time You can try 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 Yeah it's But it's... it'll happen when it's going to happen Exactly Yeah <laughs>
4: So, the last um the last few times we spoke there was always a sense for me that, you know, while you were looking forward to becoming parents that it wasn't necessarily going to always be just one child. Are we still on a maybe more children buzz?
5: As I always been loud about this, I always wanted more kids. Always. I always I say I think this. you said three boys. Always. always three. Three boys. I, in my head, well, actually, Sheila. Blake, I keep laughing. Blake is not girly girl. Blake no, is, like not. I said, she could be the next Irish Katie Tyler. She's so <laughs> blonde Who's Katie Tyler? Katie Taylor. <laughs> Taylor. Katie, <laughs> we know you're listening. Je
2: suis désolée. Suis... <laughs> I mean, the punches we receive from that oh. child is crazy. I, oh. I, I used to always think it myself at Blake's age now we'd both be in princess dresses and tiaras and we'd be sipping tea no she loves her fashion but but she does not like dresses Uh don't touch her hair don't wash her face she's so (laughs) rough she actually reminds of, of my grandmother my father's Mom, her hands, her whole attitude, the way her face sits—she reminds me of my granny, Nanny Dowling. Okay. And she's very Blake is rough, and she's kind of quite gusto, mm. and
5: she's sassy. But I think you want your daughters to be sassy. Oh, yeah. Especially for a girl, I want her to be independent and yes. feisty. Yes. I don't want her to be like she's not in this.
4: Yeah, I in this world. age,
5: you know, I want her to be. We, I always wanted. Yeah, I, I, my ideal have a three kids. I don't uh, know why I always wanted. So, I, I, I would always say that. I mean, I think
2: it's, a, we can say that we're like officially back. The baby train has started to chew, chew, chew <laughs> again, very much like before, but really you start from scratch again. Okay. You know, there are no guarantees.
5: We don't so know when or when.
2: No, we, you know, we would like to think sooner rather than later, but of course this isn't, we're not really in control of this, No. you know, Yeah. as much. We've obviously spoken to... Aoife. Eva had said she was open to doing it more than once. But again, Aoife is a young woman. She is single. She has her own life. And I've always said to her, do not put your life on hold for us. No, I want more for you. Yeah. You know, sure. I want you to have your life. I want Eva to get married
5: and potentially have our own children. She's not sure she wants to have kids. But she said, Don't worry about me actually. Like yeah. I know what I'm doing. So it's so good because she's her own person. Yeah. She's not forced or she of we're course always not. talking to her. No. And so she knows what we would like Blake
2: to have a sibling or siblings, you know, that would be amazing. I think the reason also because we're not
5: young. I'm on forty three, he's gonna be twenty-eight. <laughs> Stone, so I want. I want <laughs> her to have, you know, like I have my sister. I'm not from big family. My sister is my rock. You have like six sisters, so I want her to have just to, a sibling that she can talk to, rely on. Do you know what I mean? I'm not taking away for single children. That's not my thing. But I just no. want my child to have a brother or sister. Hopefully, our no child. Thing is gonna Oh, sorry. We always I'm, say to each other, my <laughs> child, my child. child. <laughs> we always say, we have to say our child. And oh, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Is that I, I think I'm, a lot of us are guilty. That, that I can say my child. So our child, to have a sibling. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Hopefully it's going to happen. But whatever it's happened, happened. we're not forcing. it. if it didn't happen, oh, we quit. have... Yeah. The perfect, perfect.
2: healthiest yeah. daughter that we are obsessed Absolutely. with. But also because Blake has two dads, it'd be nice for her to have a sibling who also gets that. Oh, listen, I know what they're like. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. At, the <laughs> mo- at the moment, she has her cousin. She has Efa, like who's obviously her favorite aunt. They've got such a great relationship because they're kind of sassy with each other, you know. Which I really Blake keeps Efa on her toes, and I like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and also when Blake gets older, Efa can talk to her about growing in her belly and pregnancy and all of that stuff that we don't know. And if you went down, you know, surrogate route and your surrogate's in a different country, you don't have that. And we have the videos, the pictures. We have Blake's birth recorded. Yeah. The whole pregnancy. But for Blake to have a sibling that goes, oh, I know when he gets like this after the champagne, auction, oh, let's go and watch Peppa Pig or something. Or not no, to be good. in school to and to get it to have two dads. It's still a unique situation to, to kind of have two dads. And maybe, when, you know, we've enrolled Blake in preschool already. And the thought of her going to school in two years, I, I just don't know if I'm ready. I know. It's the
4: fu- I don't think we're ever ready for no, these milestones. No. The,
2: how do you let go?
4: It's uh, hey, it ain't easy, but it's it's exciting the, the, and the worry.
2: It's, it's all part. But yeah. you've got a stranger.
4: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Oh, it's a huge transition, yes. and be prepared for a lot of tears. Yeah.
2: Yeah. What, what I find, you know, my mom had seven children. Oh my. Stay at home mom. I think women like that. Irish women should be saints mm. and the matriarchs and the mammies because I think you know I, I I loved my mother now that I have a child I go Jesus Christ she's a saint she did it seven times and when Blake was born So true isn't
4: it it when, gives you a newfound respect and understanding, yes, understanding doesn't it Yes yeah. seven
2: but when Blake was born and we FaceTimed Arthur's mum and that was on the documentary and my heart sank mm. because the one person I wanted to FaceTime was my mother and I couldn't and it was a real moment of such joy and then such loss and when Blake went for her first vaccines I had all this emotion Arthur's mom had flown in to meet Blake in October, and she'd obviously not seen Blake. It was all just on Facetime, and I brought her in, and Maria was obsessed. Actually, they're quite they're quite similar <laughs> the, the way, and Maria is very good at calming her down as well. And I remember Maria was there, and I just thought Blake's having an issue. was like, oh, I want to, I want to, I want to tell him. I want to ring my mom, but I can't ring my mom. My mom's dead. And Arthur's mom was there and I, w- I wasn't that I was jealous and I wasn't taking this away from anything to do with Arthur and his mom. But I thought, why don't I have my mom? And I remember Blake went in and I honestly, the doctor actually offered me a Valium because I was Absolutely. Hysterical. When I tell you, Sheila, I, my chest was tightening. My daughter was screaming because she's been vaccinated. I was holding her and I just wanted my mother. Mm. I just wanted to ring my mom. I wanted to ring her for advice. Tell me what to do with Blake. If she gets a temperature, what mm. do I do? How will I soothe her? I wanted my mom to be there. I wanted to go to my mom's house afterwards and get her to hold Blake. And I, I couldn't do it. I, and I was, and I just, it just came out in just this erratic, emotional, kind of breakdown way in the doctor's office, and they were like, "Jesus, are you?" And I was like, "I'm not okay. I'm just." And then we went out to the the car, and what's the song that came on? The sad song came on. Oh, the it's radio. Sharon. Flowers it was a supermarket flowers. supermarket flowers, and it was randomly song, yeah that we played randomly for mom. on the
5: radio. Put in that, yeah. It was, and I, I, am like that was that was definitely my mom, 100. percent But you see, talking about siblings, he didn't call his mom, but he called his sisters. So you see, that's why it's good to have siblings. That's why I was, I wanted my child to have a sibling. Hopefully, fingers crossed. So that was good for you to call someone and talk. Yeah, to them. you just just moments was... when you grow older and you go, I just, I just want my mommy. But once again, saying that she's so feisty, she screamed and then she stopped. He was still crying 10 hours later. Oh, it was like he was more upset than her. Just your emotions took over. The fact that
4: the vaccine is very traumatic as well.
5: She got one recently
2: when she was 12 months old. She just stopped. And she's due one again soon at 14 months. They're never nice. No, and I remember we pulled down her tights and she knew straight away she'd start to cry. Yeah. And then you have to hold the leg in place. But you get emotional.
5: The only good thing
4: to, to, I suppose is They have no memory of that's it That's what they so say yeah They have no memory of it Whereas I
5: will forever. I know it's, it's
4: ingrained in our memories For life
2: Yes they, Luckily they won't No So But it was and Again she Blake is she. There was no temperature There was nothing She yeah. went out to the Actually, car that, that's She was we're... fine
5: Sorry, that's why we're saying memories with kids until so three or four years old, they don't have memories. Yeah. That's what. Yeah, but was yeah.
2: Jennifer Zamparelli that told us, we went on her show to promo the documentary and she had some sort of psychotherapist on children, psychiatrist or something. And they were like, yeah, don't worry about it. It's when they're four, they start to remember. <laughs> and I went, but I to wor- you, to get to four? I, yeah. think,
4: I think as well what it is, I, I think, because I read a really interesting article either by a psychologist or psychotherapist, that yes. yes, while they don't have they won't have the recall memories yes they obviously the love the yes. care and they know them. their yes.
5: parents is uh, embedded into their subconscious mind that's very very important actually funny I'm saying that I post like a you know because it's Halloween it's coming to Halloween I love decoration I love Halloween so I had this ugly doll in front of uh, Blake no fear I don't care, whatever. And I had lots of messages, of people saying that's proving what a love child is that child, because she's so loved there's no scary in her life. Yeah. no, it's, it's not what they that's said. what they
4: call a securely attached. Yeah,
2: it's child. but also
5: I never heard that before, yeah. and you're the she deals with me every day. I'm the
4: scariest <laughs>
2: thing. And she's like, If I can like, handle that you, I can handle this doll <laughs> with fangs and red hair and black eyes means absolutely nothing. because she's like, I handle him. She wasn't phased at all. Get that doll away, get away from, me. from me. Give me mini. No, I was oh. obsessed with Minnie. Oh. Minnie. Minnie, Minnie, <laughs> Minnie. And she's saying a lot of words now or just a few? She's, I feel like she's talking a different language. I'm to remember a year old. Are they so Dada, yeah. um, stop it. Stop oh. it. Damn it. She keeps saying damn it. <laughs> what's that? I never said who's damn, that, no, say, damn that, it. Who's that? We don't say damn it. I, used to, that, I used to always say to her when she was a baby, I used damn, to, I used, it. damn it. Wow. I used to point in the mirror and go, who's <laughs> that? That's all she does. So this is
5: now, who's that? What's that? Yeah, but the only reason she says that is to divert. If we're doing something, you can't do that Who's that? What's that? Wow. So, but I think they're saying... Wow. I, mean, oh. I think they're saying because she's bilingual. Bilingual. It takes a little bit longer for them to talk. Because she, you know... I speak Friends. She doesn't shut up talking. Well, Just doesn't like, make sense. Nya, nya, nyan, nyan, nyan. It seems
4: like she has a lot of words for her age, I'll be honest. Saying all that, yes, yeah, and then she just two words together. she's
2: constantly talking. She constantly she's, talking. Uh, do you, and do oh, you remember? Yeah. Do you remember Sophia from the Golden Girls? Oh yeah, Dorothy's mother. Yeah, that's Blake. <laughs> when when like I'm an talking, old woman, an old she's woman, she's like, she's like, <laughs> and she's throwing her hand and She's like this. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, yeah. that's what you're <laughs> talking. What you say? And, and follow the attitude. The hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just thought the And someone had said, our friend Nadia had said to us that Blake's been here before. I ne- no, it's old soul. I've never oh, heard an old soul. Old soul. Oh, soul, yeah. I never heard that. And expression people have before. said it to us. Mm, interesting. That yeah. she's, and I get that from her. And I feel in a way she is showing us how it's done. Because really when you have a child and you're a new parent, they, I'm hungry, they tell you. Yeah. All the, the, and all can. I tell the difference with her cries as well now. That's just oh, yeah. for attention. Stop. Oh no, there's something really wrong. She, she's been holding, you know, she holds her breath if she sobs. You know, oh, so you go. There's yeah. something more. Yeah. Our friend came around the other day. Our friend Brenda came into the house for a chat, <laughs> and Arthur was there. And Blake lost her <laughs> because it was oh, she was jealous. She was jealous oh, because that's like, like the first time she saw me coming sobbing in, sobbing, incontrollably And then, and then when Arthur took her, it took her a while to kind of calm down. Oh, but then she was laughing with Brenda. No bother on her. Yeah, absolutely fine. See, she's like me, fickle. <laughs> oh
5: my God, true She
2: is. <laughs> she is her father's daughter.
4: So this is days away. This is going out days away from Halloween. You're obviously yes. already getting in the zone. And yes. what I love about you guys is you don't hold back when it comes to occasions. Her first birthday was oh, a big God.
2: affair. Well, it wasn't supposed to be. We didn't think it, we'd end up in a castle. <laughs> Safari themed. Well, you've raised. I mean, what are you going to do next year? I like, know. No, listen, a, I said, oh even the christening. I was like, OK, the christening was a full on thing. The baby shower. First, the, her first birthday was more for us.
5: Yeah, yeah. Barberstown Castle was for us. But this is why I'm laughing, actually, look, from where I'm coming from, from he, where he's coming from. Our child, when she was born, I remember putting the address and I was like, oh, da, 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 da. I mean, where'd you go from here? Yeah. She's already spoiled. Yeah. You, in a in, in couple of years time, that was my first address. And here I am slamming when I was a refugee, got no food, no drink. And where'd you go from here? So that's why, again, back to my fear. I have to work no stop no matter what I'm a survivor we are survivors we'll dare anything for her but I don't want her to be spoiled know I, I, over my dead body We I all, want her to know I her think
2: we all know kids that are spoiled or entitled or just not no. pleasant children
5: you want your chill,
2: child to say please and thank you my mom yeah. used to always say that to us yeah. you always say please and thank you yeah. and I'm very much like that and I, I think she, she's she's a good kid but I think the first birthday was kind of more for us in a celebration of, yeah. you know we've, we've got it it's yeah. going to be downhill from really for here on st- in <laughs> Literally One no, little it was, candle No yeah,
4: but it was, go- it was gorgeous And I think anyone looking in Would just see that This is fun And it's a celebration And of course, at one She's not going to remember no, it No We should see
2: the photos And the video
5: yeah, And we love a good party You're yeah, right On love we love it. Halloween
2: we we're dressing up A few times so There's a few costumes <laughs> yeah. Oh really? Oh yeah Blake's got a big part oh, Two costumes for her <laughs> One involves a little wig Oh my god Oh no. I cannot wait oh It's almost like god. Baby's first drag show oh. <laughs> Like, like it's literally like oh, that. Oh god, Brian! And I'm Welcome dressing up mate. as a woman twice, uh, so they'll go wild <laughs> on surprise, social media. Surprise. Oh, look at him pretending he's the mammy! <laughs> <laughs> oh god! St- you know, like, and also when we when we were having you know uh, Blake, and I almost feel a bit like and I say um. this in the book, and I say it word for word like this, Blake is a fuck you to every homophobe mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or any nasty troll yep. out there. our child is healthy, she's thriving, she is happy. happy, and she's so fulfilled, there's so much love around her that I almost think. What did you think was going to happen?
5: Yeah, why? I would love to talk to those people. What did you think is going to happen?
2: Like, even when we read out those messages on the documentary, there was other ones that were just cut out because they were just too vile. vile. You know, the stuff that we have been accused of, it's almost a bit like, well, we have to get in contact with the guards because you can't be saying that by people. Like, they have been... We've been accused of being pedophiles, grooming children, monsters, just as two gay men who wanted a family... It, it, it amazes me the grotesque remarks. Yeah, the,
4: the, the, the like the dis ease in somebody to say that. I think that it just shows disturbances in certain people. And like it's when we put stuff
2: sad. put stuff up after the 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 late late show, and then a comment would be said. Well, it's been proven that kids born, you know, that are fosters or through surrogacy are sexually mol- are molested sexually. Yeah. And
5: then I'd go back. That we're and actually I'd, grooming our child yeah. to sell her. To
2: it's, and I'd go back and I'd be like, be very careful. Oh, you can't stop me, my freedom of speech. What I will stop is when you're commenting under a picture of me and my child about my child abuse, you can't do that. Like, yeah. what is wrong? But to those people now... What are they saying? With if they see Blake walking in the garden with her little dolly, they see her laughing. What must they think? Well,
5: there's always people. There's I'm a... wondering what goes through their no, head. But there's this woman I keep attacking me on Facebook. Actually, keep it up. Bit... You're too old to be on Facebook, I darling. Know, <laughs> but I, was I like, think that's the problem. Do you... It's basically she's against the surrogacy and she's absolutely vile absolutely violent i'm like once i replied and i was like i can't be bothered to reply to no, you. no you, you just because them- she's coming she's thriving because i replied oh yeah and it's disgusting the message she's putting under the pictures and now she's pushing the button where's the mommy where's the mommy oh the poor mommy left somewhere in eastern europe i was like like, no, I, I can't. But now I'm just like, I can't be bothered with you. Is no. Like, blocking? No, but well, I can't. But people are obviously attacking her. People have been amazing to us. If people attack us, they are the warriors. They go for them. And I love that. I
2: also will say that I, got, I bumped into Georgie Crawford right before she had mm-hmm. um, her little baby. It was at 98 FM. She was coming off the breakfast show and we were going in. And her and I had a really brief conversation as a heterosexual couple, herself and her husband going through an organized gay couple. And a lot of the hate was the exact same stuff. It was the same. Oh. Oh, right! It was, I think of just the surrogacy and stuff that had been said to Georgie had been said to me. So I think it's just that thing about surrogacy. And I think the fact that we were also gay kind of Lipping fired the mommy people up now. again, you know, sort of way with surrogacy and, you know, how it's wrong and what you're doing is wrong and you're buying babies and it's all of that. I suppose then the fact that we're in a country where there's no legislation or regulations regarding surrogacy. Not it's predicted. not that it's, it's not legal individual. or illegal. Yeah. It's just kind of loophole. Even when we... I wasn't even sure we could deliver Blake in Ireland because I wasn't sure if a hospital would take Efa, But thankfully they did and that's all fine. And we're hoping this year that my name will go on Blake's birth cert because I'm her father. Because yeah. at the moment, and I've never said this publicly, but at the moment it's just Arthur and Efa. You know, I, I, I'm not on Blake's legal documents and I'm her dad. Yeah. And that really, really annoys me. And surely Blake deserves to have Brian Downing going on and Arthur going on. On her birth cert were her parents. That's her legal document that she has for the rest of her life. But mm-hmm.
5: also, as a father, you can't travel with her because obviously he doesn't have the legal rights. But with the same thank name, thank God we have the same name, Dowling Gourlion, so he's fine. When with we it. got
2: married in 2015, I knew we were going to have a family way before I knew the issues we'd have, and I changed my name to Brian Dowling Gourlion and Arthur Gourlion and Blake is Blake. Maria Rose Dowling Gournion, we all have the same name. So he, if I didn't have, if I was just Dowling and she was Gournion, I would need a letter. Written letter that he can travel. From her parent. I am her parent. It's completely yeah, ridiculous. I, I, I it it's a minefield. It
4: is. And it gives me, uh, uh, you know, it's, I suppose it's just perspective. I, in a way, I feel like I have it so easy by comparison because none of this is a, is a part and parcel of my life. And I just, I feel for you so much that this, you have all of this still to contend with, and it's obviously you're still in a very strange situation because it feels like it's you're in the waiting room constantly. Yeah, and I feel like it's haven't changed. Yeah, yet. and we That's were right.
2: dealing with this with trying to get Eva pregnant, and then we got pregnant and trying to have a healthy pregnancy and get to all these stages and shoot the documentary. And yeah. in a way, doing the documentary was our way of sharing our journey with people that go and they go, "Oh wow, this has been a moment for them." Okay, I get it a bit more now. And we're still in the trenches, which trying to get both names on Blake's legal document. It's like, come on.
5: Mm. It's like never finished. It's like never ended story. There's always something new. In the
2: book, you know, I say, you know, I've always had to get permission from other people to live my life. When I had to leave Ireland because I didn't feel I had permission in Ireland to be gay. And there was that self-hatred in me because I was gay I had to get permission from other people when we got married other people had to decide when I could get married and I feel now other people are deciding when we can have children when is it people are going to stop giving me a thumbs up or their permission so I can live the life they have
5: but then also to clarify surrogacy is not only for gay people but so no. you know what I mean like, that's for everyone, I'm on right? my mind about my life as a, Your life is as like, a gay yeah. man
2: When do I? when do I get the same rights as you yeah mm. Is that not ridiculous? In twenty twenty three, as a forty five year old gay man, an author forty three, we are still here in Ireland trying to fight for the rights that people have. It's
5: Pathetic. Actually, it's so funny. Like lately, the Father Joe, who actually christened Blake, who was absolutely incredible, he did this actually uh, news thing. He said, I christen a cow or things like that, but I'm not allowed to marry to a same-sex couple. He said, when is this going to change? Mm. When, there's lots of things like that. People, It's taboo. People don't talk about it. But when is it going to get changed? Because people like us, we always have to have a permission from it's someone. It's ridiculous. It's we, horrendous. we got Blake christened in a Catholic church because regardless
2: of our view on what we believe. And he was amazing. You know, I want, my mom wanted all her grandchildren christened. And I was doing that for my mom and we did it the day of my mom's birthday. And Arthur's mom sang Ave Maria at the top of the church in Straffan. You know, where we live and Father Joe was so welcoming and he was saying, you know, Brian and Arthur have chosen to have their child christened here for their reason. I want her to go to a nice school. I want her to put on her communion dress the same as everyone but else.
5: What's wrong with that? I've been christened he's been christened. Why? Why? is because we gay? she can't get christened. But I remember when we were nice, we wanted to christen her. Oh my God, the abuse we got. People, horrible. Like, it's disgusting. She's a scene. She's from like, she can't get in the church. Oh, so many vile messages. But then we did. But we had a beautiful father who actually christened our daughter. It was beautiful. So while all
4: this nastiness is is something that you have to contend with all the time. Yes. Uh, you know, from what you've, you've got and to And I don't say. think and that's actually, ever going to stop. Yeah, and it's... It's, it's uh, never going to stop. Listening to it, I find it hard to hear because I suppose I can only tell you guys how I feel about you. And mm. I think you're brilliant okay. and gorgeous. And the majority
2: and... of people are very much yeah. like you. Yeah. But some aren't.
4: Yeah, but I... I would imagine with the with the documentary and now with the book and all the work that you've done, it, it, you expand people's compassion though for what you've been through because people maybe have a deeper understanding of, of how it hasn't been easy for either of you. And you, you have your individual stories, yes. your backstories are very powerful in in themselves, but also just in terms of your path to parenthood has been so hard that a, a disturbed person's the only person that would find a flaw in that. Mm. Most people would say... I'll fair play to them, and yes. you know this is a loved, desired little Baba who's yep. just, you know, absolutely adored, and want they wanted her to be in the world as she is, and you know she's being minded every single day. So I, I just I, I find I, I'm when I listen to what you're saying, I just I feel for you so much, and I, I'm also confused by it because I just find it so odd.
2: I think a lot of people are surprised with how nasty and vile and personal. Mm-hmm it is Mm. and how almost like the accuracy of what they're trying to say but I suppose the thing is what's really good is that we're glad people don't see that is what they see is Blake and love and hope you know the fact that she's thriving and she's happy and she's healthy and she's got all her cousins and all my sisters and she's got her aunts and she's got her her, her grandmother and my dad her grandfather is that people don't see that and it's re- it's only moments like this that we will have the conversations about it because I think it's the right thing to do is say to me yeah why ninety percent of it's really good there is also this. of it. And this is the part that we don't talk about on Instagram because Instagram, the documentary allowed us to have that conversation much like this because it's a safe space. It's an open space. Whereas Instagram is where we do want to show all the fun stuff and the highlights from our day and when Blake being silly or us two being silly or we get dressed up and we're working. But I feel like this gives, and people say, oh God, why do you read all those messages? It's hard not to read those messages when they're sent to you and your name's on it. You know, and I feel the worst is when um, a publication will... Write an article, you know, about you and you've no control over, unless you're sitting down for an interview on promo for shows and stuff, you've no control over when someone picks up a story and and writes about it. And what's really strange is seeing grown ass adults fight amongst themselves about you and about your child and how you're bringing your child up. And that I find odd. And, you know, before is where sometimes you
5: might be curious to go into comments. Now I don't. Because I just It's too But we have learned To actually block Oh yes They're not controlling my life They're not paying my mortgage They're not paying my food On my table They're not controlling me Yeah It's hurtful Don't get me wrong But it's over my head damn I'm living my life I have a beautiful husband Beautiful family beautiful, beautiful daughter So I do not care Yeah They can't come as I used much I always as they want. think I
2: don't care Blocking showed a sign Of weakness
5: Yeah we don't And i the like, block.
2: No no it's actually Such a powerful button No I, I'm it not is. blocking And it's is protection sometimes 100% Because I feel When Blake gets older if she's access to this and she reads that her dads
5: are being called pedophiles, God, like what? No. Yeah, but I hope your daughter is going to be wiser and intelligent. knows you not. And she's no, not going to. Of gonna course, but, but I just, just think to if see. blocking is not going to bring you goodness, because you block. I'm sorry. If you block me, I'll open another account and I start bullying you again. Block. Doesn't matter. Like they will always find a way to come for you. So that's why. Why waste your time? Why? You, why are we wasting my time to block this? This? This person? No, I don't care.
4: So interesting. You're block, block all the way. Yeah, here, I'm right?
5: not now. And I never used to be. Yeah.
4: yeah now that she's her. here,
2: yeah. I feel like as a parent, you're, my duty that. of care is to protect my child yeah. from any sort of hate or phobia of any sort. Mm. And, you know, uh, we share Blake on social media because we're so happy with her. And she is the light of our lives. And when we look at her, how can you not smile? Because she just radiates.
5: Oh, and also people nice. have been absolutely incredible. They're so lovely. We're with my nieces. We went to Cork. People used to come. This is such a weird moment. And one lady came at the traffic light that was with Sophie and Leah. They, no, Simon Leah. They couldn't understand what's happening. She touched Blake like this and she did a cross. She said, this is a blessed baby. Oh my God, this baby Blake! And the kids looked up. I was like, "What's wrong here?" They're like, "Thank you for sharing." And I had a really deep message from a lovely lady. I was in her no, name's nothing, and she said Blake saved her life. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh. it was weird to read that, and I went, "Oh my gosh!" She's like, thank you, thank you, thank you. I woke up this morning, seen Blake, and I'm here. Wow, that's that's the message, and that's where like, who's gonna stop me to share my daughter? We are the parents. If the day we don't want to share our daughter, we will decide ourselves. But nobody going to come for me. Mm. There will be
2: a day as she
5: gets older and she oh, starts
2: she. school. She's been going to school like in proper school in four years. You know, that we go. Do you know what? She, she needs to go out now and make her own friends and, you know, do all of that. And there will be come a time. Our friends' kids have said, oh, mom, no, I don't want to be on that. You know, and like she does or that nine. and that's day. fine because that's yeah. great. But at the moment, we just enjoy doing everything we do with her. not wrong.
5: Us. She loves her fashion. When I post the fashion, people loving it. She's enjoying. Like, I'm not sure she loves the dresses as much as you do. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I can't crawl on the floor with this. Papa,
2: please. Take the she Chanel got, off me. I was, all, I was
4: all about the little dresses for clean as well. <laughs> yes, yeah. she is just leggings. It turns. No, now. do you know she what's just, happening? No, yeah. Sheila,
5: don't listen. To she's team.
4: running and she wants to be
5: active. At home, she loves the dresses, but when she goes to Rotangin, in two minutes, she's in a leggings and the vest. Okay. That's what's happening. Yeah, yeah. So it's retang-in. like, how can
2: you be, you know, active in a vintage Saleron gown? <laughs> <laughs> you can't be leggings and a top. You can. <laughs> She goes to Rathangan in these gorgeous dresses. Dry clean only or hand wash. (laughs) My sisters take the dress off her and they have her in her vest and her tights (laughs) and she is loving Loving life. And I'm like, oh, guys, could you leave the... No, take that dress for God's sake. <laughs> Too fancy. She can't oh, breathe. Oh, it's irritating her. No, it's not. It's irritating you. Have you spent a fortune on her wardrobe? You oh. have. More Arthur than me. We're also very yeah, lucky. Actually, I'm
5: the one with who our buys friends. all the dresses, everything. And we're also getting like lovely presents from friends, which yeah. is amazing. But the funny thing is, they grow so fast, Sheila. Yeah. Oh. She wears the dress one or twice and I can't get into her. So what do you do? Our
2: gorgeous friend, Anne-Marie, gifted Blake, a gorgeous Dolce & Gabbana tracksuit oh my god and it's so colorful and I like the way it's got D&G darling going on and it's she wore I think for her birthday and I like could go she's got a gorgeous pair she was gifted like a Gucci we didn't buy these Gucci <laughs> trainers those Chanel little thingies she wears them once yeah I know you know yeah. so we're so yeah. lucky that our friends you know and can indulge that yeah, yeah. whereas okay. we don't have to step up to that because it's not practical for us <laughs> but for no, someone I, else please do yeah, I actually yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. buy more fashion out for her because you know when you're on internet you're on Instagram or whatever you see something pop up I was like oh that's a nice cute dress let's buy it I'm actually became added buying things for her yeah. and I do love dressing her up yeah, yeah gonna lie.
2: even as a baby she was so good she, we never needed to change her grower no. she was in the same grower <sighs> for like one Clean. day maybe even a day and a half because she never dirtied yeah. it her vests it's strange how okay now with crawling and walking it's all oh, changed oh ho- she's but... obsessed with Jo Malone candles right. and just grabbing and throwing she them. loves smelling oh. them she goes by yeah. the ones that we buy in Dunn she goes yeah that's nice <laughs> that one like brown is nice give me the Jo Malone <laughs> yeah. one she likes nice things she, she likes does. her nice things yes. she's like her daddy yeah and she like even <laughs> funny she's my sunglasses the ones that are 10 quid now the ones that are 200 she never touched <laughs> yeah. she's so she likes nice things oh god and I, I get it and i I remember when she was born they said oh don't don't bathe her we didn't bathe her for like two weeks no we yeah, yeah. were so scared Like I was like no, no, no. but then it was the thing is we were kissing her and I think about it before she had her first bath remember thinking Arthur, going she was inside of Aoife and then she came out and we didn't wash her for I two, know, for two weeks. weeks and all we kept doing was kissing her and Aoife was howling at this because it's to keep all that honour yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't and, know that yes. I just, and, and, and
4: you know what it's new information because like Kahal six and when he was born the, the day after he was in a bath oh it's a new thing yeah See, so they that. were like bathe the baby no. so they came into the room yeah. and they put the bath on the bed and they were showing oh. you how to bathe the baby um, and that was normal and then you know fast forward four years later it's the new information is um, no no don't and we didn't with Cliona same oh thing God,
2: oh and did, how did you find that
4: I loved it. Yes, I loved it. it. So that nice smell, that
5: first smell, oh
4: and my and God. I, the
2: first bath as well is. Well, you're terrified. Terrified, oh but it, it's it's. Blake likes lovely. water. Arthur yeah. dunked her she, under from a very young age. It. I loves was it. terrified. I, I actually, I got away with. I didn't change. I got away with not changing a nappy for about two weeks a shitty nappy for about two weeks any nappy that, any nappy that I got was wet I don't oh, know yeah I yeah, but then but if I knew no, it was bad I didn't two. want to do it I'd never changed a, a pooey nappy Actually,
5: yeah, now I'm thinking you never gonna sterilise a bottle I've never sterilized oh my a bottle God, Arthur, you never sterilized a Arthur bottle. had always had it yeah. done I know never
2: Actually, what did I do <laughs> <laughs> but
5: okay. this is why we're such a good team because we all got around like he's got that I've got that sure. I never wash our clothes I don't know how to do wash. I'm all over so that Yeah, and sorting everything and so good teamwork. But I I do think if we were blessed again, I think we'd When.
2: when, When. That we would embrace, like you were saying, we'd embrace this slightly more because we've done it.
4: Yeah, yeah, and it's
5: those cuddles and it's those moments that you cherish more. I have the question for you. They said the second one you're actually. Completely different, like the first one.
4: Completely different. There's all these memes that do because the rounds you know exactly. about, like you know, the first child versus the second child, and it's you know, it's usually saying that you know, the second child is a bit more unhinged, really. <laughs> but it's is it's, that true? It's yeah. From but it's, your experience, it's because the pa- you are totally different as a parent. Are you parent. more relaxed? Far more relaxed. I see. Far more intuitive. Um, I would have been very, you know, very much with Kyle when he was a small baby, like careful this, careful that, mm. and. I just completely no. different with her. She's like We're doing anything she, she wants. She is, and I don't want to label her, but she's very free spirited, very independent, very capable. Because I'm not running to her every second that she falls. Yes. Oh, I'm I
2: waiting. am. I am with Blake. It's yeah. and I was with Kaha. Yes. Yeah, so that's normal.
4: It's totally normal. But you know, if she's crying, of course I'm going to go and cuddle her mm. and, and console mm. her. But if she falls and she's okay, I leave her. Yes. Pick herself up, get back up. We see what... Whereas I didn't do that with Kahal, and you know, I think she's far more ros- robust now as it, a result.
5: Yes, it's so funny. Everything you said there, I feel like what I'm doing with Blake is like my second child. It's so true. So whatever you're saying, I'm doing what I'm doing with you're Blake. Like my, doing it. well done. Like, it's fine. I'm not. He's not. He's so like. Guys, first I feel child. like
4: we we could talk for five yeah. hours, and let's see how long we've been talking. Oh my God, have we actually been
2: talking this long? I don't even know what time it is. It's
4: <laughs> <to> five. Oh <laughs>
5: my. Okay, sorry
4: for keeping no, you so long. No. Are you sure? Yes. Um, one last question is, I don't know if it's something you do, but like in 10 years time, where do you think you might be?
5: The funny question, this is a really good question, but it's so funny because I remember I sat front of you, front of you, like in the studio, he was going to start doing Dancing with the Stars. he said, what if one day you are at the panel? Yeah. It's it's weird. That was 2019. Yeah. And look what's happened in 2022. Life is unpredictable. I literally, I always say, actually, what's happened to us? I don't know where I will be. It's only been two and a half years I've been here and if so much has happened to me in Ireland. It's so crazy. I don't know what will happen next year.
4: And I know you weren't maybe, not that you weren't loving the idea, but you know, I know that for you, moving back to Ireland was something you wanted to do. But yes. at the time when we spoke the first time, you were a little bit like, mm, mm. you know, living in LA is kind of, was, no. was, on, was on
5: my list as something I wanted to do. So you were Absolutely. less inclined to do the whole moving to Ireland. billion thing. percent. Like I'm not going to sit here and lie. Los Angeles was where I want to be forever. That was like, I want to build my life. I was pushing him to come there. Obviously with COVID, what's happened? We came here again every time for a reason. You no, know I'm saying like that bad things happen, but I was meant to be here. Mm. So that was my destiny. Yeah, I made it also happen. Things came to me in Ireland. I, I I could have said, no, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that, but I made it happen. But Los Angeles, it was, that's where I want to build our, build our lives. Do you know what I mean? So, and I don't miss it. I miss the sunshine, Sheila, but I don't miss it. Ireland is home. There's one thing it's you home. can't
2: escape and that's your destiny. Try as you may. You can try, deny it, close the door, don't engage to it. No, don't yeah. turn on the lights to it, don't entertain it. You cannot escape your destiny because it will find you and has a way of getting you to where you're supposed to be. So Absolutely. Uh, our destiny has always been to be in Ireland, doing what we're doing. In 10 years, I'll be fifty. Of so course. Oh, sorry. Oh let me, God! So let me just. i will be married to an old man. Oh my God! I'll be fifty-five <laughs> years old. I would like to think I will be a father to more than one child, God willing. If not, Blake and I be on holidays together, so I'm fine. Um, I hope to God that I'm still working in the industry that I'm in. If I'm not doing that, I'm doing something that fills me with joy. I think working, and yeah, I it's get my field. great fun. I hope we're still healthy. We're still present. I hope my sisters, my nieces
5: and nephews and people that I care about, we're all good. But that's given. That's like, that's given. We want all that.
2: Yeah, but. Where are you going to be? I placed? also think I probably will have had plastic surgery. Oh my God,
5: God. Like I'm no. debating getting my eyes done next year, just like a little lift. But you're not know, talking about destiny. <laughs> yes, I am. In the really. book, in the book, my destiny was my visit to go to Denmark. Okay. My visa from Armenia, skipping Armenia, was going to Denmark. We end up in Belgium. So that was a completely different destiny. Yeah. So I could have been in Denmark and started life there, and maybe I would have never been here with you guys. Oh,
0: wow.
5: of so <laughs> <Scottish little> water. <laughs> I knew he was going to say that. Oh, God. Why did so, you go to Denmark? This is why I'm actually living. I always say that I live day by day. I live literally day by day. Yeah, I, I don't know what like in ten years where we're going to be. I plan.
2: I'm a planner. Like See, I, he's a planner. I, I, I've already. I'm planning for Christmas, like in September. Oh, You've got You know your family are coming in. Get book flights. what sure. I'm. What are we doing? Where are we going? Let's get the. I'm like. I'm very much like Arthur's not. Arthur's not. No, like day I'm a doer, day. but
5: I'm not a planner. I do it. If I say I want to do something, I'll do it. That's it. But I won't play Christmas 2025. That's never going to happen. Because he already has it covered. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
5: (laughs) (laughs) We're in Switzerland.
0: Uh, We're in Switzerland.
4: Just amazing to hang out with you both again. Thanks
2: for having us. Not as much tears as I thought. So maybe we have,
4: maybe I've got harder. Have I? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no,
2: you've not.
4: No, it's brilliant and gorgeous. And I'm ac- incredibly grateful that you said yes to this. Of course. Especially because you've already done it before. But, um, but I feel like it's
5: three, a third time, but three different chapters. It's so, chapters. Every time three very different here. conversations. Very, and yeah. They've
4: all been very powerful, but this one has been particularly special. And I think it's because it's not just a recap and a following on from before, no, but it's, a, it's really.
2: a bit more all-encompassing. And we cover it so much. Every Amazing. time we see you, there's always something new. Yeah.
5: Something is, ha- I feel like we're on a soap opera. Yeah. That sort of way. Actually, I have a question for you. What do you predict for us? Because first time you did predict that. Second time you said we're going to have a girl. Yeah. What's the third time? <laughs> come on, Shira Shaga. Come
4: on. Well, I definitely think another child. I wouldn't have a feeling towards the sex of the baby. Mm. I don't know. We're just judging on your wanting boys, yeah. I'll guess a boy. <laughs> yeah,
2: I'm going to guess a
5: boy. True You've got to
4: be right
2: one time. <laughs> you know, you were right the last time. <laughs> I was convinced I was wrong. But we hid it so well you from
4: should've... you. Oh, so well. I was like, I so got that uh-uh. wrong. I so got that uh-huh. wrong. Anyway, guys, um, a pleasure, a joy. I love you. you. You're gorgeous. The book is brilliant. Modern family, births, marriages, deaths, and everything in between. It really is... Uh, it's very uplifting, but it's also really moving and incredibly raw. And I think for those who are fans of yours, and maybe those who don't know much about you at all, yeah. will learn so much by getting this book. And I predict a bestseller. Thanks for being
2: thank here. You, so thank much. you, Sheila. Thanks.
3: If you connected with this conversation, please spread the word, share it with your friends, your family, or you can pop it up on your social media accounts. And you can support what I do in all the usual ways by clicking follow, giving a rating and leaving a little comment on Apple. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Ready To Be Real.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row?